when I have parents repost or share their experiences with their child and I see the smile on their faces, I think it's just like, it's just, that just makes it all kind of worthwhile. Hi everyone, this is John Summerman, founder of the Active Towns Initiative. Welcome to the Active Towns Podcast, conversations about the people, places, programs, and policies that help to promote a culture of activity within our communities. It's great to have you along for the ride. This is John with the Active Towns Initiative, and I am here at Womb Bikes with Matthias Ianfeld. Uh, Matthias, thank you so much for joining me on the Active Towns podcast. Uh, just to, as, as a real quick introduction, I'd love for you to provide us with the origin story of Womb Bicycles, and I know this is a family-run business, but before we do that, I just want to, I pulled something off of the website, which is just, it made my heart sing in terms of quotes, and it was, we love bicycles and we love to make children happy. Our goal is to build bikes that inspire children and their parents. I love that. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, John, for having me on your podcast. Obviously, you've, we've known each other for a while now. I'm a big fan of your Active Towns site and your initiatives. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's our mission and our vision is to really instill the love of cycling back to the families and to the children. Because you remember the first time you rode your bike, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. so we as parents, um, we all, the bicycle was a very important part of us growing up. We all remember the first time we rode our bikes. And now we're generating a, a new type of bike rider that doesn't even remember the first time they rode their bikes. Mm -hmm, and right. we really want to have children fall in love with cycling again and be out there and be active and have that become second nature. So for us, we want to instill that and um, really create another generation of bike riders that really love biking. And so that's something that really drives us. And uh, with the success that we've been seeing, it's really something that's very motivating. They, they basically, our customers tell us, when we don't sell bikes, we sell smiles. Right. And really when we help parents solve a problem, and that problem is, how do I get my child to be outside? How, how do I have them become more active? How do I get them away from the screens, from the iPads? Uh, and we, we, have, we basically have a, the solution to this problem. So it's really been a, a great journey. You know, we've been, I've started this here five years ago and the number of unsolicited reviews and positive feedback that we've gotten really is, uh, is really extremely motivating for us to continue this, uh, yeah. this mission. Well, I'm gonna jump in right now and tell you that you know, just the other day I, I received a, you know, unsolicited positive review on, on one of your bikes and it was, I was communicating with one of my uh, board of directors, Rob Wood in uh, Boulder, Colorado, and uh, I, I was mentioning to him that I was gonna be uh, meeting with you here at Womb Bikes and he was like, oh, we love our womb. We got a womb for Julian and uh, it's just, it's so wonderful when you are surrounded by a product or a service that people just rave about, and, and I do see that. And I see so many bikes, womb bikes, out on the streets nationwide as I'm traveling around the country uh, profiling the events that are happening that are encouraging all ages and abilities to get out and move. 
I keep seeing more and more yeah. womb bikes. And I mentioned to you in an email just last week that I keep seeing them in my neighborhood too, which is a really, really cool thing to see here in Austin, Texas. Now, I, I detect an accent that's not a Texas accent. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you go back into the very beginning? Let's Let's talk the origin story of Womb, and then and then the, the launch of Womb USA. Yeah. No, I think it's a you know. In fact, uh, let me take another step back yeah. a little bit. You know, I came. I'm originally from Germany, so I grew up in Germany. I played competitive tennis growing up, and uh, I, in 1994, I came to the United States with two tennis rackets and a toothbrush. And uh, I played tennis for a university in Louisiana. And uh, that was basically, you know, my dad's vision of us uh, getting an education. And uh, my brother both and I came to the States to get a degree. We're the first ones in our family to do that. Ever since then, I, I continued to stay here. I got my graduate degree and got into consulting, business consulting, worked for IBM and SAP. My brother went back to Europe. He had worked for General Motors, ended up uh, moving to Vienna, Austria, where he ran into the most talented uh, designer, Christian Betstecker. And Christian had a vision to design the lightest bikes and the best designed bikes for children. He came up with the womb concept in the early 2010s. And my brother and him um, started the business and they built their first bikes in 2013, sold them in their garages. It was literally my brother's garage. And one of the first bikes my brother sent to me here in Austin, Texas for my son's first birthday. It was a Womb One balance bike. And by the way, John, you'll still see it in our showroom. We have it up in, oh, the, in cool. the Womb Museum. I'll have to show it to you in a little bit. So I Re still Remind me, we may need to take a photograph yeah. with you in front of that bike. <laughs> I still, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very important bike because it's the first one that came to the United States. And uh, my dad actually brought it with him by hand, uh, bring it to uh, as a birthday present for my, for my son. And I immediately saw there's something special about the, the bike and the brand. I had no doubts about the fact that this could be a, a game changer. And then something funny happened. My son used the, the bike shortly thereafter, and my neighbor came over and he saw it, and he immediately loved it, and he said he wanted one too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I called my brother and said, hey, I, uh, my neighbor wants this bike, and uh, uh, can, can, can you build me another one? And, and so he built another bike in the garage, sent it over to me, and I sold my first bike to my neighbor. He's still a, an avid Boom fan, by the way, but uh, that kind of gave me confidence and it supported my idea of, of bringing this to the U.S. And so I had a bike, I had a helmet, and I walked into the bank and I said, I'd like to start a business and I'd like to get some money to help me build, um, you know, buy some inventory. And they said, well, go walk over to the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, work with them. Walked in there with the bike and the helmet again, talked to them about my story, and they said, well, no one's going to buy a bike for $300 for their kids. It's too expensive. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, I think that's something I want to disprove. Uh, and so I went out, and in 2014, I sold 13 womb bikes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still remember to this day all 13 customers' names because they were all extremely important to me because I, I, you know, they were the first early adopters of our bikes, and they saw what we brought to the market. So, and that's kind of the beginning of the story of womb in the United States. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And we'll come back to a couple of the different themes that you, you mentioned there. We'll talk about the price. We'll talk about the value mm -hmm. concept uh, of, of that because I think that's important and the life cycle of a bike is incredibly important right. too. But one of the interesting ironies is that the, the concept that you, you sort of also proved is a big part of the majority of your business model, which is that very first bike, that balance bike that got shipped over to you here, literally was shipped to you. Right. Which is, you know, I don't know if you, right. you know, caught that, you know, it's right. just like because, you know, having just done a little tour of your receiving area there, the bikes come in and they get quality assurance checked and then they get repackaged and they go back out. They get shipped back out. So that very first bike proved the concept that you could deliver a high quality product through, you know, shipping. Right, that was a big component of this business, of course, is that we are direct-to-consumer brand. Mm -hmm. We are not going through retail and wholesale. We'll, customers call us, email us, they, 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 want, they want a bike for their child and they order it online and we'll send it directly to the house. It's extremely easy and simple to assemble. But for sure, that, that was another, another um, I wouldn't say a gamble, but there, there was some doubts around that too from, from sure. folks and say, well, people want to touch, feel and see the bike. And um, that was certainly something that we had to overcome. And we worked extremely hard on overcoming it. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we did or that we are still doing to, to overcome that. But I think for us, the, the biggest thing is that our customers are extremely happy with the product, right? Because right. we are solving that problem and we're making it easier for children to A, learn to ride, and we're making it a lot easier for them to, to ride longer and to be out there. So you as a parent, have to ask yourself a question, it's like, okay, how important is cycling or bicycling or the bike for my, ch for my child or for my children, number one? And number two is, do I, how much time would I want them to spend? And how much fun do I want them to have on the bike? And what's really important? And our customer is part of the womb family, so to speak. And the womb family understands the importance of biking and cycling and being active and being outdoors. And when that's important to you, then you want to make it as easy as possible for your child to, to learn to ride. And not only that, but also extend the riding time to gather more experiences. Anytime I take my son on a bike ride or my daughter or both, we always see something, we always experience something. And you know they'll always kind of remember that they went bike riding with daddy and they experienced certain things. But do they remember the best time they had when watching TV, John? Right. They don't, right? So, for us, uh, for that's that's part of that womb family, or the womb family, they they get it, yeah. and so it was really important to get the first bikes out there into these, you know, into these neighborhoods, into these parks, because other families or other parents would see how much easier it is for a womb rider to learn to ride and also have fun riding. So you and I were, were just talking about Arlie and, and her shop there in at Stapleton in, in, in Colorado, the eastern side of uh, Denver there. Um, and so you're very, very few <laughs> uh, retail, right. uh, you know, bike relationships. And I'll remember my conversation I had with you, you know, a year or so ago uh, about the, the model, the direct-to-consumer model. And 
at that time, you, you had not opened uh, with Arlie um, at, uh, at Bike Shop Girl Family Cyclery in, in Denver. Or maybe it was in the early stages yeah. of negotiation, something like that. And I think you mentioned there might be something in the works. But the point is, is it's a really special relationship. And, and the fact that you're, as a company, you're so incredibly conscious of quality assurance and quality control and that relationship mm -hmm. that, you know, gets because it truly is this concept of a family. I, I can give you the, the report card back on, on, on Arlie and Bike Shop Girl Family Cycle. Are you there? She's doing a, a smashing job and she's such a wonderful advocate. And uh, I know she recently posted about that really cool new mountain bike concept yes. that, that's coming up soon. One of the things I want to jump into, though, is the easy to learn aspect of it and that whole concept of a, a balanced bike. Some of our listeners may not have any concept as to what we're talking about and why starting kids off with a balanced bike is the better way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the balanced bike has been a complete game changer in, the re in recent years. So the balanced bike basically allows kids, uh, children as early as 18 months to get on a bike without pedals and uh, learn to balance, in other words. Uh, so th it's a gradual process uh, that allows kids to learn to balance on a bike. And, and that starts at, uh, at an early age. So by the time they're two, two and a half, they gradually progress. They improve the balancing activities and skills. It allows them to manage the bike. And, and there's three components to riding a bike. You know, it's, one is balancing, the second one is pedaling, and the third one is braking, and there's obviously a, some steering activities involved as well. But with a balanced bike, the child learns how to balance first. And balancing is not a visual skill, it's a skill that takes place in your, in your brain, basically. And the balanced bike, by using it periodically, it allows you to learn how to balance. Our balanced bike has also a brake. It has a small little hand brake uh, it allows kids to use their small hands and play with the concept of braking. Mm -hmm. yeah. So from 18 months to three years, three and a half years, children learn to balance and to brake. And so by the time they are three, three and a half years old, they look at their parents, they see the pedals, the cranks, and they understand that concept of bicycling. And then all of a sudden they're, they're like, well, mommy or daddy, I'm ready for a pedal bike. And then we are transitioning them into, into our Womb 2 bike most of the time, which is a 14-inch bike specifically designed for that age group. And it allows them to more easily learn how to ride the pedal bike. In some cases, we hear from customers, it's as quick as 5 minutes, 10 minutes, where kids transition from the balance bike to the pedal bike. And that's really goes a long way you know, because the, the you know sometimes it's almost too easy and too quick for parents because right, right. They, they 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 want to also help the kids and uh, coach them. So that's really a, a tremendous uh, game changer in the market. And and we had an opportunity here to to not only bring a balance back to market that's best practice, meaning it's uh, it's it's really lightweight. It's got uh, very nice. Uh, rolling tires, real tubes and tires, and it has a handbrake, so it really exposes the child to something that's, that's really easy to maneuver and easy to, to, to use on a, on a daily basis. And then moving into that 14-inch pedal bike, it, it really makes it so much more fun and easier for the, for the kids. Now, now, I don't want to also make it sound like every child uh, is going to learn to ride within five to 10 minutes. Every, every child is different, as we know, but in general, 
the balance bike has been a, has been a game changer for for kids. Yeah, and I think it really is uh, addressing the best practice now of how to teach a kid how to ride a bike is that being able to start off with the balancing skills and developing the, the motor skills of being able to balance on the bike and be able to steer a little bit. It eliminates a lot of the uh, challenges of having a, a child start off with a bike with training wheels where they're, they're not confident on their balancing skills and so it makes that transition you know, that much more difficult going from training wheels, you know, and then take the training wheels off. It's really, really frustrating and scary for the child, which when you consider how long they were on that bike with the training wheels, it, that's a little, a, a little frustrating and it's so wonderful to see that this is now best practice for how to teach a child how to ride a bike. Yeah, and uh, it's it's funny because the other day uh, we saw we I had a two year old and seven, two year and seven months old child ride a womb two pedal bike unassisted uh, and, and he was still wearing diapers. You know that the whole concept of the training wheels is really something we uh, we want to help educate around that concept that training wheels is not a good practice. I'm not saying that people should or shouldn't use it, but we know from experience that training wheels are counterproductive to the learning. And there's an interesting interesting development here for us. Uh, i give you a little bit of insight here, inside scoop into Womb. Um, so the, the Womb 1 balance bike that we have was developed for 18 months to three, three and a half year old children. Okay. And so that obviously originated in Europe and then we brought it here and it's a, it's a very successful product for us. But then we decided that we were launching a, what we call a Womb 1 Plus, which is a 14-inch version of that balance bike because okay. mm-hmm. it'll, it'll allow children that are two and a half, three, four-year-old to experience that balance uh, bike concept right. and just give them a little bit more time to balance. And that also has two handbrakes, by the way, so they learn how to use both handbrakes. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting. That's something that we basically developed uh, specifically for the U.S. market because children may start a little bit later, little bit on, later. on the balance bike. And then they would then transition into the 16-inch pedal bike gotcha. and, 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 and learn to pedal that, that way. Gotcha. And for our listeners, uh, literally, if you look out on the Womb uh, website, uh, you'll you'll see that there's a number <laughs> painted, you know, a d- decal, a one, a two, a three. So when when we're referring to you know model number one, one plus, and 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 two, three, four, uh, it, that's literally the model of uh, those bikes. So right, right. We, it's fantastic. We, we try to make it very, very easy and intuitive. Uh, you know, like you said, we have different different model numbers. The greater the number, the, the older the child and the more advanced the child is with riding. So the Womb 1 is a balanced bike. The Womb 2 and 3 are our first pedal bikes. And then 4, 5, and 6 are, are bikes that have gears um, and goes all the way to the early teens. But we're focusing strictly on kids' bikes. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, that's something that we... You know, earlier I showed you the history of, of, of the womb bikes and we're continuously improving our bikes to make them better and lighter and just easier to use. So we're very customer focused, very customer centric. I, I used to joke and I said, I'm not really selling any bikes. If you as a parent want to have a, a great option for your child, you come to you come to womb uh, or someone yeah. like Arlie and yeah, yeah. Uh, in who is one of our few retailers. And, you know, she's just a fantastic uh, partner of ours because she shares the same vision and mission. She wants to also help kids and parents be more active on bikes. And uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great partnership with her. Yeah, and, it's, and you're right. It's not like selling a product as much as selling a 
lifestyle and a solution to um, you know some complex challenges that are out there. So one of the things that you sort of alluded to um, with the uptake of how easy it was for the child to uh, get writing and, and moving it forward. And I noticed on your website that it says faster learning, about 30% faster. And, and it, you, you also mentioned earlier the, the design concept of it being lighter. Talk a little bit about having that lighter bike, the lighter construction helps reinforce it being more intuitive and easier for the child. Yeah, and um, sometimes, you know, for for uh, for adults, you know, we, we use different analogies, and you know, obviously, I'm a big bike rider. I used to used to race bikes, and uh, my bike weighs 15 pounds, right? And I weigh roughly 180 pounds, right? So I ride a bike that weighs 15 pounds, and now your child weighs 30 pounds. But you go and buy some regular bike and your child weighs 30 pounds and you pick up a bike that weighs 25 pounds. Well, that's an equivalence of me riding a bike that weighs 150 pounds. Right. How much fun am I going to have uh, riding, riding my bike when it weighs almost 80% of my body weight? And so for children who are learning to ride and that are just starting to ride, the weight of the bike is extremely important. Um, so what we have really focused on is to really reduce the ratio of bike to, to rider weight to make it easy for them to start, but not only start, but also exert less energy, meaning that they can ride longer distances. So that's the one big component is the, the lightweight component. Our 14-inch bike weighs less than 12 pounds. It's the world's lightest 14-inch bike, uh, production bike. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing. And then the second thing is like every component and aspect of the bike has been specifically designed for that rider. So yeah, we sometimes geek out a little bit, but like our the crank length of our Womb 2, which is a 14-inch pedal bike, is 85 millimeters. Well, why is it 85 millimeters? Well, it's specifically designed for the leg length of that three, three and a half year old. Right. Um, we also have uh, you know other safety aspects of it. We have a green rear handbrake, so that that visualizes kids that to children that it's the handbrake and they should use the handbrake first. And, and so it's these kind of small details that really set us apart um, and that make it just not only easier and faster and get, you know, to learn and also to ride, but it also makes it safer for them. And so that combination of those two factors really you know, gives us a differentiation in the, in the marketplace. And, um, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's something that we're proud of and we're continuously working on improving. Let's address the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the cost. Let's talk about value. Let's talk about the upcycle aspect of it. So there's an entire philosophy that Womb has about building a product that's not a throwaway product. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, and, and one day I'll uh, probably write a book about that. But I think the, 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 the key takeaways were, first thing, you know, anybody would say, well, the, the bikes are too expensive um, or they're very costly. But it's, it's not about price, it's about the value and then and, and the quality of the bike and really what does it do for you. But the, you, you hit on it, on one aspect of it. We, we offer a sustainable product. 
anything on the bike that we have, first of all, it's top quality, great design, and it's very sustainable. Anything on the bike can be, can be easily replaced if anything happens. And so we see among customers, bikes are getting handed down to their younger, younger siblings or they're being handed over to other family members or friends in the neighborhood. And so there's a longevity and the sustainability around that bike. But the other aspect that comes into play is that we offer what's called an upcycling program. An upcycling program allows you to trade in the bike that you've outgrown or that your child has outgrown and we give you 40% back toward the purchase of the next bigger womb bike. And when it turns out that, uh, that uh, that's something that uh, has been a pretty new concept and approach to in the bike industry, we can do it because uh, we are also then using that bike and we're donating, uh, you know, uh, upcycled bikes to nonprofit organizations throughout the entire U.S. What ends up happening is uh, what we see in the marketplace right now is because of the quality of the bike and how well the parents and the kids take care of the bikes, uh, we see right now a 70 to 80% resale value of womb bikes. So you have a bike for a year, year and a half, you can probably sell it for 60, 70, 80% of, of MSRP. We never offer any sales or discounts. The five years that I have run this business, we've not had one discount or sale on our website. So you can, you can be guaranteed that you get consistent pricing of our products. And in return, it allows for the customer to resell the bikes uh, in the open market. There are multiple different avenues, eBay, Nextdoor, um, there's actually on Facebook, there's a used uh, sell bikes, uh, womb bikes um, group that uh, where people sell, sell their used bikes to each other. And that wouldn't exist if, uh, if the bike wasn't, wasn't top notch. So I think that's something that, uh, that's really important for, for, for customers to understand because back in the days or until recently, the resale value of a kid's bike was zero. I mean, I think for me, it all comes down to value, as you said, right? You get the quality and the, and the type of product that you, that you pay for, but the one thing that we are trying really hard to communicate to, to families is, is that we do have resale on, the, on those bikes, and uh, it's, it's the total cost of ownership ultimately is, is, is probably lower than, than the bike that you, that you bike elsewhere. By elsewhere. Right. So you touched upon it a little bit uh, earlier in terms of saying that inherently the bikes are repairable. And I mentioned a little bit about the, the whole process of the quality assurance when they come in from the factory that's, that's making them. Then they get a quality assurance test where the, the bike is taken out of the box, completely checked out. It's really looked over to make sure that it's perfect before it gets shipped off to uh, the new happy owner <laughs> of, of the bike. Um, but stuff does happen. How, how do you support and you know, do this since it's a, a remote relationship? How, how does that support happen? Yeah, I think you must have taken a sneak peek at my values or keys to success. It's customer service and customer satisfaction is top priority for us at Womb. Uh, that's since day one. So what we can guarantee our customer is that we take care of you. We are obviously doing the best we can to make sure that we get the top quality product out to you. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes uh, boxes are being damaged during transit, a whole host of things that could happen, although it's a very small number. 
and if something happens, we'll take care of you. The great thing about our customers, our customers are great. They understand, they, they appreciate it, and um, we're here to listen. We have a team of five uh, customer service representatives here in Austin. They're here to take phone calls, uh, emails, and if you have a problem or an issue or anything happens, we, we will make sure we'll take care of you. Uh, we have also like a 30-day 30, 30 free return guarantee. So sometimes people ask the questions, well, how, how, where can I look at the bike or where can I check it out? I want to see it. I'm not quite 100% sure you know, what type of bike I, I need to get. We obviously have a 30-day free return guarantee to address that. But more importantly is we have that quality staff here that can help you and consult you with those kind of sizing questions or technical questions. We spend a lot of time getting people up to speed here to make sure that they can consult you properly. If you tell us, if you tell us your age, your, your height, and your skill level, we get it, we're getting it 99% right. Mm -hmm. And so there's not much uh, magic around it. It's just call us and we'll take care of you. I love my team here. They all share the same passion. We talked about it earlier, John, the, the, the passion for the bike, the passion for being active and being outdoors. It's, it's, across, it's across the board, and that's part of the DNA of WOM, and we just mm -hmm. want, to, want to pass that, pass that on. So I see a potential problem here with the, the WOM business model in that you're going to end up creating, through this WOM family approach, such huge fans that as the child gets past 14, 15, 16 years of age, they're gonna to wanna to have a womb adult bike you, as they you know, move into high school and as they go into college and, and all of that. You don't have to answer this. I, I probably know the answer, but it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I take, I plead the fifth. <laughs> you had mentioned you were a, a consultant beforehand and, and I, I didn't realize we had some uh, you know, commonality. You know, I had previously built a, a wellness program, fitness center for IBM and, and you had done a little bit of work with IBM as well. Mm -hmm. Take us back, you know, this, these five years, obviously there's been some challenges, obviously there's been huge learnings. What are a couple of the things that bubble to the top where you're just like, John, I had no clue that this was gonna be my, my life. What have you learned? Well, there's a tremendous amount of learning, and that's the, that's the, that's the one thing that I'm really grateful for, even though this is a tough challenge, but I'm so grateful for having started this because I've learned so much. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's been also a very humbling experience. I mean, I, I, you know, I told you I sold 13 bikes in 2014, and uh, those bikes I pre-sold before I had them, and I received the bikes on December 17th in 2014, and all those bikes were supposed to be Christmas bikes for parents, and I had to ship them all over the US. So December 17th comes around, I'm unloading a container by myself into my storage area, 10 by 30 area, didn't have electricity, didn't have any light, and it was late at night. I pulled up my minivan and uh, turned the lights on and put those bikes together, repackaged them, and drove them over to the UPS store and sent them out to the customers they had to get them by Christmas otherwise the Christmas would be ruined so to speak so those were like the humble beginnings and then obviously getting the word out and uh, making sure that people understand the value of womb uh, was a lot of a lot of grassroots work I mean of doing a lot of events going out there on Saturday morning packing up my my van 
taking my sample bikes, my tent and everything and, and, and setting up and, and introducing you know, folks to the, to, the, to the brand and the product was certainly very humbling. It didn't have any marketing budget, couldn't do any digital advertising or anything like this. It was all just hard work, uh, you know, getting out there and introducing people to the brand. And then as, as it kind of started to, to grow, I was, again, very fortunate to, to have great customers to help me with the with with bike. But then with the bike sales and, and, and building, the, building the brand, and, and we moved four times in the last five years, right, John? Okay. I mean, you know, so we always outgrow our existing facilities because these bike boxes are obviously very big, and we have a staff of 35 now. So the challenges are any which way you want to look at. Um, Primarily, you know, there's a building a great team that shares the values and, and, and the vision of it is, is something that, you know, being here in Austin, it's, it's, it's great because it's a very active, active town or active city and bringing in the right people to do the right job because at, at the end, I, you know, I need to hand over those activities to others. So I'm very fortunate and lucky to have a great team here that can help me with uh, with all the things um, like marketing related, customer service related, supply chain related, operations, accounting, finance. Uh, I think the biggest challenge that we had is, is just to have enough bikes in stock. I'm gonna circle back around to one thing real quick and then we'll, we'll move on. Obviously things do happen to a bike, something, something breaks or whatever. I think you had mentioned that they're inherently repairable. So a local bike shop could totally fix a bike? Yeah, absolutely. Anything is fixable. Yeah. Um, so actually, sometimes what happens is um, a parent backs out of the driveway. I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> some sort of like broken spokes or something. Uh, yeah. Broken, yeah. Cr- uh, bent cranks, mm-hmm. broken cranks and things like this. So we have all the spare parts here. It's as simple as us sending the spare parts to, to a customer. Mm-hmm. And, and on those, on those uh, spare parts, we, we, we send them out at cost uh, for, the, for the parent. And, and then, yes... Anything can be repaired by a bike shop. Um, that's that's not a problem. Yeah, because as a bike shop geek kind of guy, I know that you know my, uh, my my friends that are that are monkey wrenches that are in the back doing repairs. It just frustrates them when the cheaper bikes come in that you know there are no replacement parts. There's no way for them to actually get the child back out on that bike because you know it it was a throwaway product. Right, right. Yeah, no anything anything on our bikes is is completely replaceable. We have all the spare parts here and and uh, yeah, anytime anybody needs anything we'll we'll, we'll send them out and and can be easily fixed and repaired yeah. by the bike shop, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Great. I, I wanted to to touch in on mm-hmm. that. What's given you the most joy from this experience? When I see kids out there, you know, I'm, a, I'm big on social media. When I have parents repost or share their experiences with their child and I see the smile on their faces, I think it's just like, it's just, that just makes it all kind of worthwhile. And so um, that's something, and, and we, have a, we have a showroom here in Austin too. So sometimes I see the kids out there. So I might be on my desk and I look outside and, and Manny is out there with kids and maybe he teaches them to ride or improves some of the skills. And I see the smile on those faces. I think that's really, that's really exciting. And then, you know, or sometimes I, I see them on a bike path with their parents riding to and back from school. Mm-hmm. And um, when I see them 
on, on any bike, I, I love it, but especially on a womb bike, it, it, it really makes it fun and it really makes it very joyful. On the other hand, uh, I think the other part that I'm, that I'm really happy with, and, and Johnny's seen it a little bit, but when you have a great team working with you on, on, on this project or on this business, I think the camaraderie that we have here, the team environment, the culture that we have here at Womb, I think that's something that's also very joyful for me because uh, I used to work in my old, you know, in my previous life, I used to work for mostly bigger corporations and they were always working very hard on corporate culture and they tried to like, but for us, it's kind of part of our DNA. We want to make this a fun place to work. And when you have happy employees, that translates into, into happy customers and, happy, and, and, and into success. So that's the other thing that I'm proud of. I come to work because I, I love being here. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So let's talk a bit, little bit about that partnerships and events and, and, and how the, the womb message is, is spreading other than somebody Googling kids' bikes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is how it all started, right? It, it all started with, uh, with events, uh, activations, going out there and teaching kids how to ride or having little events that really activate around the bike. And, and I think that's where I feel like uh, other sports are doing a much better job than, 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 than cycling. You know, you, anybody can go sign up for a baseball game, soccer game, and, and all those things. And, uh, and, and so we wanted to do it a little bit uh, differently. That aspect of it, so doing events, is something that we are going to continue to focus on last year. We've, we've done some events. We've done a, a major event with Austin Marathon. And, and John, you've, you've taken a beautiful video. Thank you for coming out and supporting the event with, uh, with us. Yeah. And, and, and Buddy Pegs and Scott Fitzgerald and his team coming out there doing this major event. This year we've changed our strategy a little bit and we want to do more events that are a little bit smaller in nature. Okay. And so I think the event calendar for March and April has, has been tremendous. Uh, I think we have roughly 10 events in March. Uh, you can all find them on, on our Facebook site. And, um, and we now have a more dedicated event staff, uh, so we can actually go out there and, and activate with families. But we are partnering with, with other organizations and groups, and, and that's something that's really, that's really important to me, is to, to create these collaborations and partnerships. We're just not doing this ourselves. You know, you know, we're doing things with partnering with the Gisalo Cycling Initiative out of Austin, Texas. I mean, you know, Christopher Stanton, he's a... He's a, he's a fantastic partner, right? I mean, yeah, couldn't sure ask is. for yeah. anybody better. The, the kind a of future guest on the active. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, he, and he's going to be, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's great. Um, and he's doing so much for the community. Um, we're partnering with uh, Rachel Warren with Pedal Power Kids up in Maryland. We are, we are partnering with Scott Fitzgerald and his Potty Pegs team and, and a whole host of partners that help us get our mission and our vision out there. But not only bike-related organizations, we work with Austin Angels, a non-for-profit foster child organization. And so we are always looking for other organizations that are interested in partnering with us to really reach parents and really get these kids more active and out there on bikes because I think that that segment is a little bit underserved. So we have a great ecosystem. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know you, you talk about the womb family and then as we start to look at this concept of all the the partnerships and the organizations and the groups and then suddenly you know when you start adding that up that those families start to it's growing into truly a community like you said a a, a, a 
a very positive reinforcing ecosystem that is, is out there, so that's fantastic. And again, the more success Womb has, uh, and because the product lasts, the, the more likelihood that you're going to be able to have an ecosystem that can also provide support to some of those families who are in need and not able to uh, necessarily afford a retail priced product that never goes on sale. Absolutely, and yeah. I think we, we have a strong focus on what we call Womb Gives. Womb Gives is our initiative around uh, pro providing bikes to underprivileged children and communities. So uh, last year we roughly gave away 250 bikes to nonprofits that directly go into communities of underserved uh, children. And uh, this year we want to double up on that. And so for us, so for me, that's a that's an important part. The, the give back program uh, is very important and near and dear to my heart and everybody. In fact, um, in a couple of weeks, we have what we call a, a warm trade-in event. Mm -hmm. And so anytime anybody brings in a bike, we will then ultimately donate that. Uh, and those bikes will go to the Yellow Bike Project here in Austin. Yeah, and another then, fantastic yeah. Uh, operation here in, in Austin, yeah, Texas. Yeah, great, great partner. And those bikes will end up uh, going to children in need who otherwise couldn't afford any bike. And yeah. so that is, that is something that, that's really uh, important. As we are growing, as we have more bikes out there, more customers out there indirectly, the, the, the customer ultimately will help getting bikes to kids in, kids in need or in underprivileged situations. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder to all the listeners here to all be sure to provide links to all these organizations uh, so that you can uh, go into the show notes and uh, access those links. Real quick, when we take a look at the future of Womb, where are we going? We just recently launched a, um, what we call the Warn to be Wild uh, lineup of um, um, clothing. So we're now offering anything from hats to t-shirts, sweatshirts. Um, wind jackets, uh, even jeans, socks. So we want to kind of build out the brand a little bit and um, um, and then also we are launched a, a new mountain bike lineup called the Womb Off. It's a 20 inch, 24 and 26 inch mountain bike that's top of the line and then we're coming out with an off, what we call off air. It's gonna have a suspension shock as well. And that's going to be a game changer for kids that are a little bit more active, a little bit more off-roading. And then uh, we are going to be launching an electric bike. You're probably one of the first ones to hear about it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to come out uh, very soon. It's going to be an e-bike for a uh, 24 and 26 inch version of it. And that's going to be a game changer for, for, for those parents who are looking for the extra mobility um, for, their, for their children. And then uh, we have a lot of other things in the pipeline. It's amazing our team, the design and development team that uh, we have in Vienna, Austria is tremendous. Uh, they're coming up with uh, just some top-notch things. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm really, I just got a sneak peek of everything that's coming in 2021. So I'm pretty, I'm very excited about all these new products. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll obviously publicize all that. Uh, yeah, I'm just fired up to, to be part of this. It makes me think a little bit too about, you mentioned Vienna, Austria, where you know the headquarters are, are located and the designers are out of there. Vienna is year after year identified as one of the most livable cities in the entire world. And uh, a big part of, of that is the infrastructure that's built. And uh, one of the videos that I shot recently was of the Shoal Creek Boulevard uh, protected bikeways and 
you know, that whole concept of cities around North America are striving to create all ages and abilities infrastructure so that, you know, whether you are a small tyke all the way up to, uh, you know, somebody in their 80s or 90s, there is a safe and inviting environment for people to ride bikes. In that video, you'll see there's, you know, families with the kids out on womb bikes doing that. Talk a little bit about that movement and how that's impacting womb's business. The fact that so many cities are striving to create safer, more inviting environments to get families out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think your the work that you're doing documenting different cities and their approach to infrastructure and transportation, I think it's that's incredibly important because you just we just need to educate the public on the importance of that infrastructure and to make it safe for, for parents to take their child to, you know, to go on a bike ride. And, and you experience that personally. You're a parent. Absolutely. And like I, you know, I, I, my son was what, when he was in pre-K, we, we, rode, we rode bikes to school. It was 1.3 miles back and forth. And there was a little bit of, you know, 20 to 22 is a little bit of a, of an interesting intersection there, but it it helped me explain to my to my son Luca on what to look for when we cross the road. So it was a it was a learning experience, and he knew it was going to be a safe environment. He knew what he was going to do by the time he's six. He 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 was managing that. So, but uh, that's something that's uh, that's extremely important. That, that we need to have the right infrastructure again to uh, allow children to ride safely and and. I in on my street. I live in Allendale here, and uh, I, I see I see quite a bit, quite a few kids ride their bikes uh, in in this area. And, but I think the whole transportation aspect or the use of the bike is different in Europe as it is here in the United States. In Europe, it's more of a mobility. It's more of a transportation tool. It's you know you'd you'd actually ride to go to the grocery store. You even take your kids to ride to school back and forth. Here, it's a little bit different. So so my my, my hope is that we'll create the infrastructure that will allow us to, to use the bike more as a, as a mobility, mobility tool. And when we talk about adults, you know, it's like three, it's three or four o'clock in the afternoon and you want to go from here to downtown. I can promise you with an e-bike, you'll be there quick, more quickly than, yeah, than, than, sure. than by car. So I think it's just on us to help the general public educate and help them understand the importance of that. Yeah, 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 well said. And it is increasingly getting more inviting in many communities, and Austin is no different uh, to be able to get around. And with the addition of, of you know, safe and inviting infrastructure, it grows the market for your product, which is right. a pretty good thing, part, part of the success model. Uh, Matthias, any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for um, inviting me on your podcast. It's been fascinating. I, I love talking with like-minded folks, and I'm, I'm happy I could share with the audience as well. I'm looking forward to launching our, our new bike products and bringing them to market and uh, continuously focusing on our give back program. So if anybody in your audience has a partner that you think we can partner with or should partner with, uh, please put them in touch with us and we'd be happy to talk with them and and see if we can collaborate more we want to we want to get as I said more kids on bikes and um, and if we can give back into the right communities who also appreciate what we're doing that's going to be a, a win-win situation yeah 
Yeah, thank you. And and we do also believe at Active Towns that more kids on bikes will hopefully result in more adults on bikes in the future. Ultimately. So thank you so very much. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate uh, being on this podcast with you. As you can probably tell, Matthias is a passionate activity ambassador looking to try to get more kids on bikes more often, like so many other organizations, companies, and individuals, including the Yellow Bike Program, Jasalo Foundation, and the People for Bikes organization, as well as Arlie at the Bike Shop Girl Family Cyclery and the many other independent bike shops that are trying their best to create a culture of activity within their communities. I hope you have found this episode helpful, instructional, and entertaining. And if you did, please help spread the word. Well, that's all for this episode. So until next time, this is John signing off, wishing you much activity, health, and happiness. Cheers.